Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air everywhere. You have found your way to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller and Danny G Radio. And we thank you. Welcome to the podcast dojo. And we have double barrel action on the Sunday podcast, we'll have the mailbag, but in the leadoff chair, Danny, it is time right now for Black Goes the Culture. Bye, wow. Goes the culture. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. These are random pop culture stories that came across our radar and things that uh, some of them you might have heard about, some of them you've not heard about. And uh, this guy went viral, this Belgium guy. This thing, this story blew up. So this guy in Belgium faked his own death and shows up at his own funeral and it's all recorded on camera. So uh, he he had his his family, his close family, play along. The guy claimed he was teaching everyone a lesson. Did you see the story, Dan? This is a wild story. So <laughs> the, the guy fakes his death. He then everyone's dressed in black. They're at his funeral, and the guy shows up in a helicopter and gets out of the of the helicopter and walks over to the crowd of the people. What an idiot. Right? What an what an what an asshole. Proving the people that didn't want to spend time with him were in the right. <laughs> like, like he was upset. He said because yeah. his claim was he did this to teach people a lesson, you know, because he wanted to find out who actually was his, you know, gonna gonna mourn him when he died, you know. And so that's why he did it. And uh, the, the guy ends up uh looking like a total schmuck. Total schmuck, uh, Danny G. Uh, I mean, it's something we've all 
wondered about from time to time, but you don't do it. You don't go to great lengths like that to find out that you're still a loser. Yeah, and let me tell you, I've been to enough funerals now in my at this point in my life. Here's what's going to happen, right? You go to your funeral when you die. There'll be uh, people mourning. Uh, the, they'll be in black. Uh, some people will be very upset. There'll be some people happy you're dead. There'll be some. <laughs> there'll be some people there that have no idea why they're there. They were dragged there by someone else. So they don't really want to be there. And like anybody likes going to a funeral. Uh, and then uh, there'll also be the people there that want. They want something from you, like money or something like that. They uh, they think they need to be there, right? Because maybe they're in the will, or maybe uh, you left them your old baseball cards or something like that. You know that kind of stuff. So, or in our case, radio community. And then guys would get up there and tell stories about some of the bits and the jokes that you did on the air that they'll always remember. Well, that is that is true. Were you did you know who hired you at when did you start at Fox Sports Radio? I'm trying. To- I got I got hired uh, at the end of 2014, and it was uh, Annie and uh, Scott Shapiro had just started. Okay. Because one of the wildest funerals I've ever been to, our old boss at Fox Sports Radio, this guy named Andrew Ashwood, who was yeah, I've heard plenty of stories about him, bigger than life, and uh, he he got cancer at a uh, a young age and uh, passed away, and uh, from San Antonio, great radio guy, and the, you know he knew he was going to check out. He had a fatal disease that was incurable and so he kind of had a chance to plan things out and uh, he loved the green bay packers and he planned this funeral which was actually like a kind of a party it was a celebration of life and it was uh it was pretty cool uh it was really really wild it was the the craziest party i've ever been to at the hollywood hills like a real hollywood party like people snorting lines of coke off hookers, uh, tokuses, like it was unreal. Yeah. And uh, that just uh, blew me away there. That was uh, a wild night. But uh, anyway. Uh, um, Sounds like my 20s with Def Jam Records. <laughs> yeah. I saw that stuff in movies, but uh, that's, uh, that's about it up until that point. Uh, also on Pop Goes the Culture, how about this? Uh, I didn't talk about this on the radio show. Pat Sajak. Yeah. Done. What are we going to do? We lost Alex Trebek and now Pat Sajak. Those shows simultaneous, right? Back to back. Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. Who would have ever thought that Vanna White would outlast Pat Sajak? Didn't they try to get rid of Vanna White years ago because she was too old? Yeah. And then there was bad blood, I guess, between the two of them. I don't know if there still is. But I, anytime I've seen it on TV, I get a weird vibe from the two of them. Yeah. Well, I, I actually met Pat Sajak. I, I'll do a look at me, a Hollywood uh, story. Uh, but Pat Sajak, uh, he used to go to Dodger games all the time. You know, he lives in, I think he lives in Maryland. He lives in the East on the East Coast. He doesn't live in L.A. He flies out to, to tape Wheel of Fortune yeah. a couple times a year. He'll tape like tons of episodes in a week and then go back. And like when I say tons of episodes, Danny, they tape like, 20 a day or some ridiculous number like oh yeah they film all day long yeah anyway so um my run-in with pat sajak well there were there were actually there were two run-ins 
So there was this guy named Stu Nahan who was an L.A. sportscaster and like a legendary figure. He was in movies. He was in Rocky, Fast Times at uh, Ridgemont High, like all these different old school movies. And uh, he had bit parts, you know, usually played a TV anchor, which is what he did. He was a sports anchor in L.A. And so I, I knew Stu. Uh, Stu was you know nice to me. He actually took one of my jobs with the Dodgers, but that's a different story. But Stu passed away a number of years ago. And he was really good friends with Pat Sajak. I'd actually seen Sajak and Stu at a Dodger game. Uh, that was like the first time I, I came across Pat Sajak. But Pat Sajak spoke. He was like the host of the the funeral, the memorial service for for my friend uh, you know, you know, Stu Nahan and his friend. He was better friends with him than me. Um, and it was actually at the movie theater right across from – the studios in Sherman Oaks at the Galleria there. They they rented out a theater in the afternoon. I didn't even know you could do this. And there were invited, uh, you know, celebrities and, you know, people, dignitaries. And that's also where I, uh, Scott Boris, the agent, was there uh, as well. He he spoke. Uh, but anyway, Sajak was the host. And it was, it was wonderful because he told, one of the all-time great stories. So Pat Sajak worked in Los Angeles television. I think he, if I remember correctly, he was like the weather guy. I might be wrong on that, but I, I think he was the weather guy. Sounds about right. Yeah. And so there was this game show that was starting and he's like, Hey, you know, uh, naked ladies. He said, no, uh, Pat Sajak asked Stu Nahan for advice. He's like, hey, uh, can you can you help help me out? I'm I'm thinking about taking this job. I I don't know. It's a you know it's a game show. And uh, what do you think, Stu? And so Stu, who had all his TV experience at the time, he uh, and Pat tells the story great. So he says uh, he asked Stu, and Stu uh, Stu said, no, don't do that. Uh, those game shows never last. Uh, you'll never. You'll never make it work. You know, it, people always need the weather. They always need the weather. They don't need, you know, they don't need what you're doing over there. And, uh, of course, what, 41 years for Pat Sajak? He started in 1981. That is I mean, that's even longer than Bob Barker's run, which was 35 years. Yeah. That's cr- who's going to replace Pat Sajak? Yeah. You know, you know who the favorite is? No. Ryan Seacrest is the is the favorite. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Should I point out, Danny, that when I started in L.A. radio, uh, there there was uh, Ryan Seacrest was the afternoon DJ at ninety eight point seven, which mm-hmm. was, uh, Star FM or whatever it was called at the time. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel was the morning sports guy at K Rock. I did a midday show on the sports station, and which of those three people did not hit the lottery, Danny? Uh, <laughs> not that I'm bitter. Not that I'm bitter. I'm happy for them. Good for them. Uh, you know, wonderful. Uh, Listen, my man, you've become one of the sports legends, my man. Oh, man, you're a legend. I know everyone's sleeping, my man, but you're a legend. You're a le- <laughs> Yeah, anyway. So good luck to Pat Sajak. That's a great gig. That's an easy gig. Well, Seacrest quit his morning show. He moved back to L.A., so. Yeah. Do that. That's probably why the rumor mill already started about him. Oh, yeah. You think that that was already planned out? You think they 
Maybe. Maybe his, uh, maybe his, uh, uh, what do you call it? His handlers, his, uh, his uh, agency knew something about it. Yeah. Could be. Could be. Usually, I don't think usually, most of the time, from my experience, when a big job like that opens up, it's already filled before it opens up. There's already somebody lined yeah. up. And, uh, it's unfortunate, but that's usually the way that works. But the one that didn't have that lined up because it wasn't planned was uh, was Jeopardy. They still don't have like the, it's kind of like wandering. Uh, they random. thought they had their person. Yeah, well, you know what happens. You know what happens when you yeah. Uh, I know. Pop goes the culture. What is next? What is next on Pop goes the culture? Well, here's a fun story. More on aliens. More on aliens. Oh, I was hoping you were going to bring this Las Vegas story up. No, no, not that one. This is a different. Oh, we got to talk about the Vegas story. Oh, all right. Well, let's start. So, yeah, this is the Vegas. We'll, we'll start with the Vegas story. All right. We'll start with the Vegas story. So, uh, the- I thought about you when Covino and Rich dove into this. And we played the audio of the 911 operator. I thought about you and your lovely wife because the kid is so calm on the, the videotape. I'll play a, a piece of it right here on the podcast. All right. There's like an eight foot person beside it, and another one's inside, and it has big eyes and looking at us, and it's still there. This isn't real. Okay, where is this on your property? Uh, in my backyard. Way I swear to God, this is not a joke. This is actually we so terrified of it. So there's two people or two subjects that are in your backyard? Correct, and they're very large. They're okay. like eight foot. Nine feet, ten foot, I don't know. They're, they, look like, they look like aliens to us. Yeah. Like big eyes, they have guy. big eyes. Like, okay. like, I can't explain it. And big mouth. They're shiny eyes and... And they're not human. They're hundred percent. They're not human. Okay. And you hear how calm he is. He's just like, it's a hundred percent not human. And because he's so calm, Spot was arguing on our show that it's completely fake. No, 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 no. Uh, I, I, I haven't asked my wife about this, but I have a theory that the 911 operators get so many bullshit calls that they probably just assume this guy's on some kind of drugs and he's just imagining this, you know, and I'll type it in. The Vegas PD saw something that night in that neighborhood, and that's why they actually took his call serious. And now the follow-up to the story is they have actually put some cameras on this kid's property. But they don't have photos of what they saw right they don't know how come they never have photos of these things and everyone's got cameras everywhere i don't understand i I think something like that and if it happens fast and who knows how fast these vessels are then that's the other thing that was the other argument on our afternoon show is why does it always look grainy like it came from an old nokia flip phone exactly it's fascinating (laughs) no listen i believe there are absolutely uh, you know, creatures uh, that are living on the planet. I don't. I'm not naive to think that that is not not going on here. I, I mean, I think I look out to the heavens and I am like, oh, so there's stuff going on. Uh, I, I believe that, but I, it's just odd that there's not been any kind of, of photographic or video, or clear video, clear photographs. So there was something legit going on with this, though. The way the PD reacted. The uh, the footage that the police actually had 
of the property. And the article said that there was a small crop circle in their backyard. So I haven't seen a photo of that. I, I don't know. It's so hard to believe any of this, but at the same time, we've talked about it on the podcast before you'd be nice. So naive to be like, ah, there's no such thing. We're the only ones here. And who, Oh, cowherd recently. There's a video of him saying we are the only ones there's no aliens and he's going on and on about how humans are the only life form in the galaxy. Yeah. Well, we can add that. I love Colin, but uh, he, as he's pointed out, he's not paid to get his takes right. He's paid to have a take. Uh, <laughs> yes. and, uh, that's fine. And, uh, and then when the aliens pop up, uh, I'm sure he'll, he'll ask whether or not they can play with LeBron or whether they should play <laughs> the Cowboys or whatever and uh, all that. So yeah, Hey, I'd love to, Hang out with the, an alien. I think that would be uh, be wonderful. Somebody- I think the first alien to ever play in the NBA, Colin will be pounding on his desk trying to get them to uh, get picked by the Warriors. Yeah. They need a super team, a super galaxy team from outside this uh, God, the Milky Way galaxy and all that. Uh, yeah, 100%. Well, my the alien story that I saw, um, and we got to get to the mailbag because there's a ton of mail, but this guy, David... Grush, I believe, the, the the guy that has been the whistleblower. Remember, he's the guy that said, hey, listen, uh, I need to speak because this is real. And like the U.S. House of Representatives announced they are planning to hold hearings to investigate the claims by this Air Force guy, decorated Air, so- Air Force veteran. So he added on to his story this week. He's the guy that says they've recovered. The United States has retrieved UFOs. Right, he said it, and now he's added on to it his latest claim. He says that the Vatican was involved in the oh. first, the first ever mission of the United States, the uh, the secret UFO retrieval program. He said it's long been known that the regime of the Italian dictator Mussolini documented numerous unidentified aerial phenomena, UFOs, uh, or or UFOs. Uh, And there's an internal memo from the Italian Secret Service. It includes drawings of the unidentified aerial phenomena. And in 1933, almost 100 years ago, was the first recovery in Europe. Uh, and, and it was in uh, in Italy. There you go. You're uh, maybe uh, some old relative there, Danny. Back in in Italy, might have been doing that for you. But uh, uh, they they recovered a partially intact vehicle. The Italian government moved it to uh, the secret airbase. Uh, it was it was there until around 1944 or 1945. And the the Pope back channeled that and told the Americans uh, what the Italians had. And so the Americans then scooped it up. The Pope! This is unbelievable! Sounds like a movie. We got Mussolini, we got the Pope. And is that time, when did it, when did technology explode? Because my theory has always been it's, it's like the iPhone and all these gadgets that we use is a direct result of re-engineering alien technology. So if 
the guy said around 1945. So let's say they got the vehicle from Italy in 1945. They then, what do you think? How many years does it take to figure it out, reverse engineer the technology? 10, 12 years, probably. Maybe, maybe longer. But would that work out where the, the, the advancements in technology took place from that point forward that things have gone at a ridiculously high pace since then? Could be. I mean, that's how my mom had that state-of-the-art JVC stereo. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that should be – I think that – we'll leave it on that. Uh, there were some other pop goes the culture stories. But we have to get to the mailbag, Danny. Why? Got tons of mail. Uh, we, we also did not get uh, to a back scratcher, and I wanted to get to that as well. Uh, I was supposed to do that on Saturday, but we forgot to get to back scratcher. Bad job. Oh, it gives you even more time to write your own review so that we read yours as well next weekend. That's right. Uh, that's right. But uh, I want to thank uh, Fabian. Got one review this week, Danny. That's all. We'll take one a week. Uh, this is headline Roberto, the bus driver. He said that was awesome. An awesome episode of the fifth hour. Going to miss him. Uh, totally understand why he left. Thanks for the closure. Well, you're welcome there. And uh, that is very nice of you. He gave us five stars. So, Thank you for that. Backscratcher is up. It's the Apple podcast page. Yep. Everything, Danny, you put that in the description so people. Yeah. Just click on the description in this very podcast and then scroll down and you'll see the overall score of the podcast. And it says write a review. Click on that. Make a username. Five stars. Write your review. Bam. Easy peasy. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. 
And why don't we now dive into the mailbag? We're going to go rapid fire, Danny. You got a tons of mail this week. Some weeks we get a few, you know, it's it's never that bad, but some weeks we get tons. And this was a, a very popular mailbag week. Yeah. It's in the And uh, here we go. Uh, Jeff in Jackson, Tennessee, uh, writes in. He says, do you all, and that means he's legitimate Tennessee. When you start out by saying do you all, that's legitimate Tennessee. That's not a guy that moved to Tennessee. That's a guy who was born in Tennessee and is like the fifth or sixth generation from Tennessee. Anyway, uh, Jeff says, do you all do sports talk because you love sports, or is it fame and fortune? He says, uh, and what sports, if any, did you play back in the day? That's from Jeff in Jackson, Tennessee. Well, as you know, Jeff, I'll go first here. When you really want fame and fortune, sports radio, especially for me, overnight sports radio is really the place you go to. Uh, It's either that or become a Hollywood star or on Broadway or any of those other things. No. No. Uh, sports commentator is right at the top. So I absolutely hate sports and uh, I only do it because of the fame and the wealth. Uh, as you know, Danny, when I move houses, my home purchase is in the real estate section of the LA times because I uh, buy such expensive property. Uh, that is, uh, that is why. And, uh, as far as sports, uh, played played all the big sports. I played baseball, basketball, football. Uh, loved them all. Occasionally volleyball. Didn't really love that, but uh, played uh, played soccer when I was a kid. Football. All of those things. What about you, Danny? Love radio. And even if there was no popularity attached to it, I would still do radio. Love music. Love sports. Sports was the other passion growing up in it was sports and it was music as kids those were the two things that me and my older brother both loved a lot tree trunks for legs so as a kid i was a running back had some speed i was hard to take down and for baseball even as an adult still playing in um a league at balboa park third baseman and i wrote line drives down the third baseline is walt Riniac, your hitting coach, is that your? <laughs> no, no, not to, right. you, you know, I haven't got to play in a few years because of our crazy radio schedules. Well, but I'm hoping to get back because Rich Davis from Covino and Rich, he plays in that same league at Balboa Park. You guys should have a Covino and Rich league. They've talked with some editors. They're trying to put a FSR softball team together. Oh, well, that'd be cool. Yeah, it would be cool. I might actually play in that, but I, they probably uh, play on nights I can't do it. But uh, if they played on a night I could, I would be part of that. Next up on the mailbag, Mike in Fullerton writes in. He says, hello, Ben and Danny G. Now that the search is on for Roberto's permanent replacement, I'd like to officially endorse Chris Perfett. Uh, he's got hot takes, great timing, and didn't completely ruin a segment of lame jokes with a million stupid laugh drops like Iowa Sam. How dare you, Mike? Uh, he says, do the do the right thing, Ben, and pick perfect. Uh, and then he says, okay, with that out of the way, here's my question of the week. Danny G, if you quit Fox Sports Radio, 
are you brave enough to go through Ben's hard-hitting interview like Roberto did? And Ben, if you quit, would you have an interview yourself or how would that work? Uh, he says, would you have to interview yourself? Uh, yes, I would. Well, the good thing is if I if I leave the radio show, the podcast, I think, vanishes also. So that would there would be different podcasts. I think these are all tied together, the podcast and the radio show. So you'd have to follow me on social media to find out where I'm at next. Uh, so we have to put you on the Gottlieb podcast yeah. as a guest. That's, that's um, right. <laughs> and, and I definitely last weekend I mentioned I've been fired from one big radio station. And it was uh, due to a management change, which I talked about last weekend. And I would have loved to talk to the listeners afterwards. And I wouldn't have bashed the company or anything like that. I would have just talked about all the fun times and reminisced, talked about what I was going to do next. And then you get to go, you know, bon voyage. But with radio companies freezing your ass out, I didn't get to do that. I'm glad that he got to do that. But for some of us that got fired back in the day in radio... That didn't exist back then. No, absolutely not. And uh, I love Iowa Sam. And I did talk to Sam. You know, there is a certain when you do the la- the lame jokes, you do have to have it. W- we found it works better when you just use one. Yes. Uh, yes. And when you try to mix a bunch of things together, it, it's just hard to, to to. You can't really enjoy the segment. So, I, and Iowa Sam, I think he he understands, and so he'll do it. Uh, he'll do it better next time. Uh, Ozzy Waz. Writes in from Western Australia. He says, hey, Big Ben and, and Daddy G, long time no speak. I was catching up on the Fifth Hour podcast. I finally am up to date. I had an issue with the one when you were at the meet and greet and started talking about burgers and the Juicy Lucy, whatever that may be. Well, Ozzy was. I explained what the Juicy Lucy is. It's a burger stuffed with cheese. It's got cheese in it. That's the, that's the thing. Anyway, uh, he says, I got that burger. Uh, I got that burger while working that uh, my normal lunch. He said he, he heard the podcast and uh, I was not able to get a burger, uh, get the job done. He says, rather. So I shut I, I shut the machine down. He says he drove 45 minutes into the closest town just to get a hamburger. Oh, so he's saying you made him really hungry. Yeah. Yeah. He's blaming me because got you. He had to eat a, he had to eat a hamburger. And he says it was worth the hour and a half long journey to get that in his belly. Okay, so you should you should be happy then. We we helped you out. You think they have juicy Lucy's in Western Australia? No, probably not. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Chris in Maricopa to Iowa writes in on the mailbag. He says, "Where does the juicy Lucy? Here's appropriate. Where does the juicy Lucy rank in your Maller big board of burgers?" Yeah, I like the Juicy Lucy. It is a top 10 burger. I don't know that I have it in the top five, and here's why. It's hard to get it well done, and I like a well-done burger. So that's my only problem. I think it was one of the one of the Juicy Lucy's I got that was well done. There were some of them that were completely undercooked and made me want to puke. So if you can make a Juicy Lucy well done, that would be the perfect burger. Uh, he also says, Chris, I heard a caller mention the, the the horseshoe food. Have you ever played a game of horseshoes before? Uh, yes, Chris, I have played horseshoes. Uh, and I assume you have, Danny, right? We're old. They used to play horseshoes when we were younger. I remember my grandparents doing it on like some little camping trip. Yeah, it used to be a good park game. Yeah. 
And have you ever had a horseshoe? Like no. Food. So this guy called up the radio show from southern Missouri or southern Illinois. He's near Missouri, near St. Louis. And he said they have a local delicacy, delicacy there called the horseshoe. What the hell is that? Uh, so the horseshoe is a big slice of Texas toast. And then they put a big pile of French fries on there, some cheese and meat, and they call it a horseshoe. It's an open-faced sandwich. That sounds pretty good. It sounds sounds it's like sounds, sounds like poutine to me. I don't know. It sounds sounds solid. Uh, next up on the mailbag, Jennifer in Richmond, Virginia, writes in says, Ben and Danny G, have either of you ever let yourself indulge in the thought of just up and leaving your careers to be impulsive and just go off the grid for a while? Money isn't an issue in that alternative reality. What would you be doing with all your newfound time and freedom from the daily grind? Yeah, so Jennifer, uh, sure, you think about like what would happen if you didn't do what you're doing. But I would be an absolute wreck. I have to stay busy. I do not handle downtime very well. I got to always have something going on. And if I don't have something going on, my mind starts wandering. And now... If all my bills were paid and I had no worries about finances, I had a bank account that was filled and I knew I'd be taken care of for the rest of my life, I think I could figure out how to rewire my mind. But it would be very difficult to do that. What about you, Danny? I would pull a Phil Jackson and have a huge property in Montana. And um, if I had to do anything for work just to enjoy it because all the bills were paid, I'd probably do something for the national parks. That would be cool. Yeah. You you could actually afford to move to Montana right now. You'd be living like the Unabomber, but you could actually live in Montana right now. You could afford it. Yeah, but I would want a big mansion like what Phil Jackson lives in. Not a little shack? (laughs) No. I want a big, uh, like, huge spread with some horses, something like that. I want a camel. Caleb writes in from Parts Unknown. He says, what's your go-to artist to listen to, guys, when you're exercising, you're doing stuff around the house? So we'll go quick on this. Uh, When I'm getting ready for the show, when I'm preparing for the show, trying to find things to talk about, I listen to classical music. Although lately, I've been mixing in, this is my wife's fault, I've been mixing in Spanish guitar music, which is pretty good. Yeah, you ever listen to Spanish guitar music? No. Yeah, it's pretty good actually. It's got a good beat to it. It's it's like a step above classical music because it moves a little bit more and uh yeah, I, I enjoy it. Right. Yeah. So Big Ben doing the salsa on the uh exercise machines. Damn right. Absolutely correct. <laughs> What's your go to? Get hyped up like uh, for instance, I have a weight bench in my garage on the speakers. I'll play West Side Connection. Faux drizzle. I also play uh, like Red Hot Chili Peppers, stuff okay. like that, and like some some harder alternative rock to really get the blood going. So hard rap and some hard rock. Big Lou writes in, "What can Big Lou do for you?" Uh, Big Lou says, "How do you? How did your rehiring by Fox Sports Radio start, Ben? Did you send Fox Sports a DM on MySpace?" Get a new profile on Twitter and tweeted at them. Uh, yes. 
no. So I had actually been in negotiations with a couple of other people, and I was I was very close to getting a job that likely would have caused me to relocate from Southern California and uh, the oh, Z- to Connecticut. Uh, well, that was one of the jobs I did interview at ESPN. There was another, another gig that I had lined up, uh, back East in Boston. And, and, uh, and then I also talked to the people at, at Sirius XM and they were interested, but these, you know how it is, Danny, people are interested, but they're like, not that interested. You know, they're like, well, we'll get, we'll get back to you. And we have, we think we want to hire you, but we got to wait for this guy to lose their job and all that. And it's like, all right. Yeah. It's a waiting game. Yeah, and so I was waiting, and the Z Dog calls me up, uh, and she's like, "Hey, uh, we we want you back." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I thought, yeah, are you pulling my chain, you know?" Like, uh, yeah. and then I realized the Z Dog does not do sarcasm. That um, yeah, yeah. it's not. I love her, but she does not do sarcasm, and so this was legit. And our best of idea that didn't work out. And my mom, you know, is not she was not in the best of health at that time. So this was in 09, the summer of 09. And I was like, well, do I really want to leave my mom? You know, and she's saying not doing great. The listeners that don't know really quick, they tried to put a collage together of like all the supposed best parts of the day that happened in the previous 24 hours. And that was what was supposed to replace the big Ben Maller. Didn't work. You're fired. They called it the soup the, because there was a. Is that show still on the soup that was on E? Yeah, that's been long gone. Okay, so that was the ripoff. They ripped that show off, and the uh, the geniuses in the upper management at that time were like, "I know what we'll do. We'll fire Maller. We'll have no live overnight show, and we'll just have uh, you know this rehash of of different shows." And it was uh, it did not go well, which was good for me, and you know I'm happy that I'm back, and I've actually been back. I was at the company for nine years when they let me go, and I've been back now for fourteen years. So that's a long, that's a long run. Lou also says, if you smoked weed as a young man, how much more would you have weighed from all the host <laughs> imbibing munchies? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you were already a hostess monster. Yeah, so Lou. I think I just would have I would have been what's that show nine hundred pound life or whatever it's called or five hundred pound where they I, had to use a crane to get you out of the house yeah I would have just eaten myself to death I would have just I'd have my and they would have found me and I would have had like orange fingers from Cheetos and <laughs> a chocolate you know all over my mouth and Cheeto dust and that would have been how they they found me uh, and maybe someday they'll still find me like that who knows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. We rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Kevin in Kansas writes in on the mailbag. He says, Dear Ben and Danny G, I was listening to a Bee Gees disco tune this morning. Suddenly, I picture both of you out on the disco floor doing all the moves. I grew up during the disco era, but I never discoed. Have either of you shown your moves on the dance floor? If so, is there a video you could post? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, no, there's no, for me, there's no video. I bet Danny's done that. I've not done that. And, I actually mentioned this this week, Kevin. It's serendipitous that you brought this up. So on Ask Ben, which sounds nothing like the mailbag, Danny. No, it's not a ripoff at all. Not at all. It's original content. And on Ask Ben, uh, was asked, uh, I forget. I think it was the uh, thing you're embarrassed about what you wore. And I blame my parents for this. But when I was a kid, and I didn't know this until my parents passed, I was going through some photos. And my mom took a photo of me in bell bottoms, and uh, yeah, Benny, call me Benny Bell Bottoms if you want. So that was a little awkward. Any disco in your past, there, Danny? You're not, you're not. I don't think you're a disco guy, though. I feel no, like no. And thank God, my parents didn't like disco. They were into R and B and soul and early hip hop. My mom liked all the white singers who sounded black. Racist. So she was a big Hall and Oates fan, a big Michael McDonald fan. So that's the kind of music they love. They hated disco. Thank God. Uh, and it was past our like when our childhood. Disco wasn't a thing anymore. Good for us. Uh, some early, early photos of us, though, are some late 70s gear. What the hell were people thinking back then? You know, they were tripping on some LSD or something. Um but no, thank God, you know, in the nightclubs and um, DJing for a couple of decades. Yeah, you know, dancing is a big part of the night. But as they say, gangsters don't dance, we boogie. So you kind of lean back, lean back. So even if you don't want to be out there dancing like a chicken with your head cut off, you can just kind of do the bob and flow. Yeah, and disco did lead to what is the greatest radio promotion of all time in Chicago anyway, the Disco Demolition Night, which was this radio guy named Steve Dahl, who is 24 years old, mm. and uh, he thought it would be great to go out there and, 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 and blow up a bunch of 
records that were given by and the White Sox. I saw a documentary on this. It was pretty crazy. And so they had this 1970s radio. The guy had this. He was going to come in on a tank with like a military helmet on. And the, the, if I remember correctly, it's like if you if you brought a disco record, they would give you either a free ticket or a half price ticket or something like that. It was it was in between. It was 1979, I think it was. It was in between. Uh, it was it was in between a White Sox Tigers doubleheader. And they they expected a kind of a small crowd, and the place was packed, right? They thought they'd get a crowd of maybe 20,000, which was like a little over what they usually got in those days. And they estimate that there was, at the very minimum, 50,000 people that showed up. But they didn't have enough security. They didn't have enough ushers. Yeah. It just totally created it to postpone the game. They turned into a huge shit show. Yeah, it was a it was a wild. I do recommend the documentary. And the guy that worked at the Loop, which was the station in Chicago, the promotions uh, guy, he was a programming guy. I think he actually worked briefly at Fox Sports Radio, and he he was the one that put that together. Jeff Schwartz is his name. I don't know if you ever worked with Jeff. Probably not. He was he was at Fox very briefly, but I guess he was a sales guy actually at uh, at the Loop, and he worked as one of our guys at Fox Sports Radio briefly. And he told me uh, all. I, I was fascinated. I was riveted uh, about that that night, and uh, he told me how crazy it was, and they were like afraid they were going to get arrested, and you know, it's just like they thought they were going to get blamed and all. That. That's a radio dude's dream come true, though for a promotion to blow up so big that it shuts a baseball game down. Yeah, no, it shuts it down. And here we are a generation, actually two generations later, and it's still something that we we can reference. Uh, Fred in Spring, Texas, we'll do a couple more. Fred in Spring, in Spring Texas writes and says, guys, how did you both meet your spouses? We've gotten this one before. Uh, how long did you date before you were married? And uh, how long have you both been married to your current spouse? Wow, that's a lot of uh, personal questions. And uh, last four of your social. Yes. And uh, can you please uh, help uh, give us your, your your bank info so we can get all your all your money? Uh, so I met my spouse online. I was doing some online dating. I met her that way. And we dated for like a couple of, uh, of years. It wasn't that long. And then we got married and uh, coming up on... In about a month, it'll be 10 years. I can't believe that, Danny. Wow. Holy crap. That's a long time. Yeah. I've not even made it for 10 months with a woman. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, and now <laughs> things are about to get real, Danny. Is it? Yeah. Now it's changing. Uh, Tinderoni tips, duh. So, yeah, I met my girl online, and uh, we dated for, what, two years and just recently got married and recently got pregnant and about to pop out a baby daddy it's been a wild couple of years here nice uh last one alf from the mer- the mortuary he says ben and daddy g a have either of you made out a will and b if so have you made arrangements to have Hayes from minnesota flown out to prepare your body for your dirt nap <laughs> uh very 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 nice uh yeah no uh with the doc might treatments we're both on we're never gonna die 
Exactly. We're actually lizard people, and uh, we will never, uh, ever uh, die uh, at all. Uh, <laughs> going to happen unless it does i do not have a will do you have a will danny i do not have a will no i don't either i feel like that's the final frontier into adulthood when you get a will yeah kid i'm not quite ready for that added life insurance right uh yeah that's another one i do have life insurance but my that's pretty much just i I have the bare minimum just to cover the funeral expenses and uh you know the bills for a little bit if i if i croak uh, before my my wife which i probably have she's the way i look at it she's a lot younger than me so she'll probably outlive me. So she'll just, and when you die and you're married, your wife just gets all your crap. So that's just kind of how it goes, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So as long as I check out before her, we're in, in good shape in, in that regard. And uh, yeah, so, uh, and thanks to Nick in Wisconsin, you actually have asked that question before. Uh, John in Omaha, Bob in Seattle, Greg in uh, West St. Paul. We got a lot of people we didn't get to. I apologize. Hey, who's going to get all your radio equipment, though? Because your wife doesn't need that. Uh, that I, I, you know who's going to get that? Um, I think uh, Dr. Landfill will get that. I think that's probably by the time I'm done, they'll just put that right. <laughs> in the and that will be that. So That belongs to the Marconi Museum. Come on. All right. Come on, uh, my man. Oh, man. All right, Sunday, we get out of here on that. Have a wonderful rest of your day today. I'll be back on the radio, old school radio, transistor radio, or iHeart app streaming. And we'll be back uh, tonight, 11 o'clock in the West on Sunday, 2 a.m. in the East on Monday. And we'll take you through the four hours on the overnight. And uh, Danny, you're back tomorrow, right? Yeah, back Monday afternoon with Covino and Rich, 2 to 4 p.m. on the west side and 5 to 7 p.m. in New York City. New York City. All right, have a wonderful day. We'll catch you next week in the podcast, but we'll I'll catch you in a few hours here on the radio. Oh, almost forgot to mention, Ben, we now have a refrigerator that makes ice. Oh, nice. I love it. That's yeah. That's a big uh, yeah. man. I love my ice. I'm all about have an icy it. Sunday. Nice. <laughs> Asta pasta. Got a murder. Got to go. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.